After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Get up, there's no mitzvah to be late, you know. Come on, get up now. No. All right, here we go. Shall I have a 
A group that calls themselves the Wine Rib Brothers with Modaani, the Wake Up Country Jam. Uh, their CD is entitled Me'en Olam Haba here at JM and AM. Shimon Kramer with Sameach. You heard Rifa'enu done by Shua Kessin. Yaakov Shweki getting ready for the big Sunday night Hass concert in New York City and getting ready to appear here on JM and the AM in the 8 o'clock hour tomorrow. Yaakov Shweki with the Rock Medley. Benny Friedman had Rebona Shalom, brand new. From With All My Soul and Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Tuesday on this January 6th of 2015, day 15 in the month of Teves, the year 5775, Tufshin I&A. 20 degrees outside, 39% humidity. Winds are west at 6 miles per hour. We've got uh, plenty of cold weather on the way, but... Not that cold yet. <laughs> I mean, it's freezing outside. Don't get me wrong. It's really cold. But the really, really big cold snap that we are awaiting uh, is still a day or two away. Uh, 20 degrees. Look for morning light snow and a high temperature of 27. And tonight, partly cloudy, a low of 24. Partly cloudy, windy for tomorrow with a high temperature, 27 degrees. So here, officially, in this area, I think we're expecting a little bit of snow today. Uh, don't know what's going to materialize later in the week in terms of a real accumulation. In Yerushalayim, where apparently the high temperature is right now 61 degrees or somewhere near that, uh, they are bracing for a real blizzard, or at least blizzard by the, uh, by the standards of Jerusalem, Israel. Prime Minister Netanyahu arrived at the Jerusalem Municipality Command Center Tuesday. To help oversee the city's efforts to prepare for what meteorologists anticipate will in fact be a fierce blizzard. Authorities are preparing for inclement weather less than 24 hours before heavy precipitation begins to accumulate. In an effort to avert a repeat of City Hall's disastrous handling of last year's winter storm Alexa, which stranded thousands of drivers and nearly shut down the capital for a week, Police announced on Monday that major roadways leading to Jerusalem may be preemptively, preemptively closed in anticipation of this week's expected blizzard. Police spokesman Mickey Rosenfeld said the entrance into Routes 1 and 443 would be blocked ahead of Wednesday's forecasted snowfall if it endangers road safety. If necessary, the highways will be closed depending on decisions that will be made according to the seriousness of conditions in the next 48 hours, Rosenfeld said. In general... Preparations have been made by the Israeli police for the difficult winter conditions expected to hit Israel. Extra emergency response units and 4x4s are on standby in Jerusalem to assist stranded vehicles on the highways. That comes from the Jerusalem Post. So um, there you have it. 
The uh, Will it be like the storm of December 2013? I don't know. I could tell you that was a bad one. That was a bad one. <laughs> Did I ever mention I was there for that? Uh, but we will see um, some snow in Yerushalayim, and let's see what happens in terms of uh, total accumulation over the next 24 hours or so. It'll be. It's always interesting to see how snow is handled in Yerushalayim, and last time around, boy, oh, boy. It was handled really poorly. I mean, I don't know if we could blame them. They were not exactly prepared for that type of uh, activity, that type of meteorological activity. But uh, we'll see what happens and uh, wish everybody lots of luck and uh, hopefully uh, enough preparation to uh, get through the storm in a very, very safe manner. Uh, That's for sure. 6.34, 26 minutes before... 7 o'clock, J.M. and the A.M. The political situation in Israel continues to be interesting. I don't think there's another way of saying it. Moshe Faglin, who now we know will not be part of the Likud list of candidates, at least it's not expected that he'll be part of the Likud list of candidates in the upcoming election. He spoke yesterday at the Jerusalem Convention Hall Conference. He had promised a statement on Monday. He did, in fact, speak last night. Um, it looks like he's taking his message on the road. That's what it looks like. Um, he writes, two Knesset, I should say he said, two Knesset members raised a mirror to the face of Israel's leadership. He's referring to uh, himself and Sipi Chotavelli. That leadership cannot look in the mirror, so it decided to break it. The bullets that were directed against our connection to Jerusalem and the Temple Mount were the opening shots, which in a speedy process removed us from the Likud. But like a boxer thrown to the floor, I promise you that I'm not going anywhere. I'm back on my feet and back in the ring, back in order to win. I need you to be with me, the activists, the supporters, the donors, and especially the young people. I turn to the soldiers, the students, the young couples. I know that you're the first to understand this message. You are the generation of liberty in the desert. You know and deeply feel that those who become accustomed to slavery do not bear a great message or hope for the future. Young people, join me. I'll come to your universities in Yeshivo, to the kibbutzim and settlements. I'll reach out to you in the center of Israel on the periphery. I'll meet you in the pubs and the parks. Together we'll build a Jewish liberty state for our children. There are two things that we must do now. We must leave the could and establish a political movement that will make itself accessible to Israeli voters. With God's help, it will quickly lead the nation. It's, that's Moshe Faglin yesterday, uh, last night during that conference in Jerusalem. It's interesting, the man who had always preached that the only way to make any progress in the Israeli government and on the Israeli political scene would be through membership in a large party, in his case, the could, And uh, now it seems that he has completely changed his mind on that interesting to watch we'll see what continues to happen up until the march 17th election in the state of israel jam in the am at 24 minutes before seven o'clock thanks for keeping it at 91.1 fm 90.1 fm in the catskills rockland county at 91.9 on the fm dial around the world in the web jam the am.org and a special hello to those listening around the world on the nsn Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone. Remember, you can comment on anything happening on this radio show on the home screen of the app. Much appreciated that you're tuned in at JM in the AM.
like nobody knows. Turn into the left from the right, what's right, what's wrong, nobody knows. Heard the news, the proof world's spinning out of control. Stop, keep it cool, keep it cool. Music gets you through. Hop in my car, turn on the radio. Roll down my windows, let the speakers flow. I hit the stage to inspire you all. Spotlights, come on, check one. Here we go.
Dax and company with the hidden medley off of the Shira Sayam CD. David Lowy had Horaini. You heard uh, Barachini done by Yehuda Green. Feel the music. That was Nachas. David Lowy with Marabu. The Weinreb brothers had Modaani here at JMNAM. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. 
Golly, it's all in the background. News from Israel is coming up. We're broadcasting live from the Robert and Sonia Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Getting ready for snow in Yerushalayim. Now the reports say it won't be as bad as the storm of December 2013. That's not saying much. It could, <laughs> it could be 10 inches and not be as bad as that storm. Uh, watching closely, and I'm sure people who are traveling to Israel this week are watching very closely as well to see what happens regarding the storm in Yerushalayim, Tzvat, the Golan, etc., etc. Uh, remember, we've got amazing programming on our stream all day long at jmtheam.org. Make sure to be tuned in all through the day. Um, great music, wonderful shows, a whole bunch of stuff that you'll enjoy. One of the best ways to be tuned in is through the NSN app. If you have an Android or a smartphone, or an Android or an iPhone, I should say, uh, make sure to be tuned in on the uh, Android or the iPhone with the NSN Nahum Siegel Network app. That is the best way to uh, the best way to check us out and to stay with us all day long. Galitzal in the background. News from Israel's next Galitzal Israel Army Radio 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. Reminder: Yaakov Shweki tomorrow morning, eight o'clock hour. We say Boker Tov from Germany. היועץ המשפטי לממשלה אישר לקדם את העלאת שכר המינימום על אף שמדובר בתקופת בחירות. כתבתנו תמר ירושלמי. היועץ המשפטי לממשלה אישר היום להגן את ההסכם אליו הגיעו ההסתדרות והאוצר בחקיקה ממשלתית למרות תקופת הבחירות. על פי ההסכם שכר המינימום יעלה ל-5,000 שקלים עד תחילת 2017 בשלוש פעימות. כבר בעוד שלושה חודשים מוסכם ששכר המינימום יועלה ל-4,650 שקלים. פנייה לוויינשטיין בעקבות הפרסום הבוקר של יונה לייבזון בבוקר טוב ישראל על מספר הפגישות שערך ראש הממשלה עם יצחק תשובה. חברת הכנסת שלי יחימוביץ' כותבת ליועץ המשפטי לממשלה וויינשטיין בעקבות הפרסום שיצחק תשובה הגיע למשרד ראש הממשלה לפחות עשר פעמים בשלוש השנים האחרונות בשבע פגישות נכח נתניהו עצמו. יחימוביץ' כותבת שזה לא סביר ולא תקין. ישנו קו המפריד בין ברור לגיטימי ומתן זכות שימוע לאזרח או בעל חברה לבין תאום המדיניות עם בעל הון לפי רצונותיו. ציפי לבני עונה לי נאום ראש הממשלה אמש בכינוס הליכוד ונותנת את הפרשנות שלה לדברי נתניהו. הסאבטקסט היה, אני הגבר הגבוה עם הקול הזה, אני יכול לדאוג לביטחון. ואני אומרת לכם שהאישה הזאת שלפניכם יכולה לדאוג לביטחון מדינת ישראל לא פחות ועוד יותר טוב מבנימין נתניהו. יושב ראש יש עתיד יאיר לפיד מתייחס לכך שחבר מפלגתו בועז טופורובסקי מסר עדות במשטרה במסגרת חקירת פרשת השחיתות הציבורית. בועז טופורובסקי נקרא הבוקר לתת עדות על פרשה שהייתה כשהוא לא נחקר, לא נחשד בדבר חס וחלילה. אני חושב שהחקירה חשובה, אני שמח על חקירת הפרשה הזאת, ובועז נותן עדות על פרשה כשהוא היה יושב ראש התאחדות הסטודנטים ב-2010. כי הוא אמר, אני הולך לעזור בחקירה. כולנו צריכים לעזור בכל החקירות האלה, כי אי אפשר שבמדינת ישראל תהיה הנהגה מושחתת. 
עובד במועצת ערערה בנגב נורה על ידי תושב ונפצע קשה. כתבנו רמי שני. עובד עירייה ביישוב ערערה נורה לפני זמן קצר בנסיבות שטרם הובררו ונפצע באורח אנוש. מדובר בגבר בשנות הארבעים לחייו. החשוד במעשה ההתנגשות נעצר מיד לאחר הירי בידי המשטרה שפתחה בחקירת נסיבות האירוע. צוות של מגן דוד אדום שהוזעק אל זירת האירוע טיפל בפצוע ופינה אותו במצב קשה מאוד לבית החולים סורוקה בבאר שבע שם הוא הכנס לחדר הלם ההיערכות לסופה, ראש הממשלה נתניהו ביקר בחמ"ל של עיריית ירושלים היעד שלנו להשלים את כל ההנחיות שאנחנו יכולים לעשות בזמן הקנייה היחידה שלי היא דווקא לאזרחי ישראל להישמע להוראות הרשויות ושוב, הדבר השני ערבות הדדית. וכל אחד שיסתכל סביבו ויוכל לראות אם יש קשיש או יש איזה נכה או יש משפחה שזקוקה לעזרה, לתת עזרה. את הדברים מביא כתבנו אוריה אלקיים. והתחזית, הגשם מתחזק והתפשט למרכז הארץ. הערב יתחיל שלג בהרי הצפון. מחר השלג יגיע לירושלים ואולי גם להר הנגב. במשרד להגנת הסביבה מזהירים מפני זיהום אוויר חריג באזור הדרום בשעות הקרובות בשל סופות חול ואבק. ייתכן שזיהום האוויר יתפשט בהמשך גם לאזור המרכז. אלה החדשות שעורך אילי לוין. Thank <laughs> you. 
p.m. in the a.m. It's Yaakov Shweki, Ach Sameach. He'll be uh, with us tomorrow, 8 o'clock hour. Yaakov Shweki will be checking in in advance of Sunday's big Hass concert coming up at Lincoln Center. Everyone's talking about it. Very few tickets remain. We'll speak with Yaakov Shweki tomorrow, 8 o'clock hour, right here at JM in the a.m. Later this morning, an OHEL update coming up. We'll have uh, guests in our studio uh, in the uh, 8 o'clock hour. And... Um, also, the uh, Shalom Torah Center has their big basketball tourney coming up, which we're going to be talking about. We'll do that later on in the 7 o'clock hour here at JM in the AM. Snow coming to Yerushalayim and other areas of Israel. Panic setting in in a lot, <laughs> in a lot of those areas. Yeah, we've seen that before, haven't we? <laughs> The event for um, Our Place, brought to you by American Dream and uh, Our Place, it is the ultimate evening of luxury poker and blackjack. Manhattan Motor Cars Luxury and Exotic Car Showroom, Monday, January the 12th. This coming Monday on 11th Avenue in New York City. The reception begins at 6.30, where you could explore the world's most luxurious cars. It'll be a five-star Buffet dinner and much, much more information about this uh, charity tournament. On behalf of our place, you can call a 516-512-4494. Again, that's 516-512-4494 for information about the event. Want to remind everybody that the Mothers of Multiples event is tonight. And I am told I was, um, uh, in fact, I got a message last evening that uh, rain or shine, and obviously it won't be shining tonight, but you get my point. Uh, rain or shine, the event is going to be taking place at Maimonides Hall in Brooklyn, New York. Now, I've been to some Mothers of Multiples events, as many of you know. I've been to some Fathers of Multiples events as well. And I can tell you that it is worthwhile even in difficult weather conditions, to come on out and enjoy. As Amati Atlas uh, said in her message to us yesterday, remind all the listeners there's free parking, a nice and warm atmosphere, the meal, the big Mothers of Multiples birthday cake, the gift is all worthwhile. And I agree with that totally. So if you are a Mother of Multiples, join their 17th anniversary celebration this evening starting at 8 p.m. with Speaker Devorah Cooperman, a mother of multiples. It's happening at Maimonides Hall, 950 49th Street in Brooklyn, New York, sponsored by Nashe Cares. Uh, there'll be a buffet dinner, a gift for all attendees, free parking, and more. For information, Mati Atlas at Yahoo.com. Mati, M-A-T-T-I dot Atlas at Yahoo.com uh, for information about the event. Reminder, tonight is the big Beto Road dinner, American Friends of Beto Road dinner at the Crown Plaza in New York City, Mazal Tov. The Dr. Stan and Carrie Cooper, Dr. George and Matty Yeager. Um, tonight, January the 6th, the American Friends of Beta Road annual dinner at the Crown Plaza in New York City. Information, org, And I hope that uh, everybody who has placed a reservation is able to be there tonight to celebrate all the incredible accomplishments. It really has been a, an amazing run and continues to be an amazing run. Uh, by our friends in Northeast Jerusalem at Beit Road. Come pay tribute tonight and get ready to enjoy 
a fabulous evening. By the way, uh, John Bolton, the former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, is a guest speaker tonight at the ground Pla- at the Crown Plaza, uh, Broadway and 49th Street. So go to BeitDaRoth.org. And make those uh, reservations. Lower East Side Community welcomes Rabbi Yitzhak Lichtenstein on the topic of Kaddish tonight at 9 p.m. at the Bialystoker Synagogue, Bialystoker Place in New York City. That is happening tonight. Amuna of America's Brooklyn region has a cabaret night with singing sensation Eitan Katz and spectacular comedic talent Avi Lieberman this coming Saturday night at the Kingsway Jewish Center on Kings Highway in Brooklyn, New York. Phone number at 718-253-3692. 718-253-3692. That is happening this evening. Excuse me, it's happening this coming Saturday night in Brooklyn, New York. And um, that's always a fun and spectacular event. So make sure to head on over and enjoy. And I got yesterday in the mail... The Judaica auction booklet from uh, Jonathan Greenstein for the January 26th auction. They have so, they always have great stuff, but I love when the auctions are not dominated by the silver items. There are some silver items, but there's so many cool items. A, um, a folk art sphere calendar, a Jewish wooden decorative kosher sign, uh, worth over a hundred bucks. Pretty cool. Um, a stucco box in the shape of a Kever Ruchel. Um, old stuck a lot of old stucco boxes, old wine bottles, two glass wine bottles from, uh, 1900, uh, kosher wine bottles. A lot of cool stuff. Um, information about the Greenstein Judaica auction for January the 26th, 516-295-2931, 516-295-2931. Two nine three one. No Yeshiva League sports update today. Uh, usually Tuesdays at seven twenty. It's the Yeshiva League sports update, but uh, with a lot of schools being off last week, and with uh, Elliot Weiselberg piecing together all the information from some great action over the last few days, uh, we will hopefully have the Yeshiva League sports update later in the week. No Yeshiva League sports update today, but again, Bezrat Hashem coming up later in the week. Yomi Lowy is brand new at JM in the AM.
הייתי ילד בדרכי חשוכה, פתחתי בך אלוקיי. על חצי שני, על בחור וילדה, תודה גם על אושר בלידיי. תודה על חגים, על שבת ששומרת, שלא ייגמר לעולם. כל יום שעובר בדרכי לגן עדן, שיביתי אותך מול
the AM. Eitan Katz with that amazing selection. It's a Nigun off of uh, Unplugged Volume Number 2. Well, as we explain, no Yeshiva League sports update today. I'm sure Elliot Weiselberg is busy preparing the report for later in the week. A lot of times when some schools are off uh, the previous week, um, the Yeshiva League sports update gets postponed. And also, I know that there's been a tremendous amount of action over the last few days, so hopefully we'll have that update for you very soon here at JM in the AM. Cindy Darrison is with us. She's Vice President for Institutional Advancement at the Kleiman Family Holocaust Education Center in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, many of you have heard of the uh, a contest that they have uh, opened up for kids, and the deadline for that contest is fast approaching. We thought we'd get a word in, especially as so many youngsters are heading with their carpools to school right now. This may be something they want to enter and participate in. Cindy Darrison, welcome to JM in the AM. So much for having me. A pleasure. Uh, the program is called Silent Voices of the Holocaust. It's a high school student visual arts and literacy contest. Explain to our audience how this works. Well, first, to, first you should understand that one of the main goals of the Kleiman Family Holocaust Education Center Education Department mm -hmm. is to make the history of the Holocaust relevant to the fourth generation, which is why we use object-based learning and um, this program, this contest, is just one program of this. The contest involves looking at one of four pictures from our artifact, from our, from our archives, and describing why it's relevant to the, to the to lives of students today. We ask the entrants to identify the object's message or lesson and think about how they can make the message relevant to their own lives. In, in, to look at each picture expresses in some form nonverbal communication, whether it's art, body language, symbols, for example, a Nazi swastika on, um, on a passport or, um, or uh, a safer of uh, a British prayer, back, British prayer book that was used during the Holocaust or a picture of a chasana that takes place after the, after the Holocaust in a DP camp, where, where there's just so much going on in this picture, in this photograph. So we ask the, the high schoolers to look at the pictures, look at these artifacts, and identify the object's message or lesson, and think about how they can make this message relevant to their own lives. And then they can either um, write a poem or an essay or draw some sort of drawing with a caption and talk about um, how it is relevant and, um, and talk about this theme of communication. Um, and what we did was we chose Asara Batevis as a time to do this contest, Silent Voices of the Holocaust, with the goal of improving Avas Klinam, how we relate to each other. I, the, the photos that you described... Are, uh, are were printed in the paper. You actually published them for people to see when you announced the contest, and they are very powerful. I mean, they're just, you know, I mean, people have seen a lot of pictures, obviously, from World War II, but the ones you've chosen are very powerful, and I'm sure will elicit and probably have already some very interesting responses uh, from the youth in our community. All right, how does this work? I know officially the deadline is a couple of days from now, so you want people to uh, to actually sign up and to get these essays in as soon as possible at this point. 
Yes. First of all, people, uh, high schoolers can go to our website, which is www.kfhec. That's K as in Kevin, F as in Frank, H as in Harry, E as in Edward, C as in Charles, dot org. Go to our website. You can look at these four pictures and decide what you're going to do. Um, yes, you would have to do your submission this week and right. get it postmarked by this Thursday and send it in to us. Now, we've sent out 40,000 flyers for this contest around the country. Wow. The responses have been coming in. A lot of teachers around the country have organized their classes and are submitting group submissions from their classes. Um, we've gotten a very good response from educators and from individual students, so we are expecting a response. Um, we, we found we've been getting a lot of good feedback from, from teachers and students who appreciate the value of such a program. In fact, we got an email from a student who wrote, I'll, I'll read you this short email, it's really special of your organization to create such an amazing project to involve the younger generation and make us aware of our history. I appreciate your dedicated work and can't wait to visit your museum. Oh, it's very impressive. The contest is done really well. By the way, there is a $500 first prize, and there are other prizes as well. And for those who don't want to use the regular mail, they can email the entries in, right? Yes, they can email the entry in, or they can um, they can overnight it to us. They can even drop it off. Simple as that. All right, Silent Voices of the Holocaust and a Sarabateves High School Student Visual Arts and Literacy Contest, which has two days remaining. What you do is you go to the website of the Kleiman Family Holocaust Education Center, K-F-H-E-C, it's .org, right? Yes, .org. .org, K-F-H-E-C, .org. You'll see the photos there. Um, you uh, follow the instructions, get your essays or poems in by the deadline this coming Thursday night. And uh, you'll have a chance to win, and more importantly, especially I'm sure the teachers out there really appreciate it, you'll have an opportunity to really express yourself on a very sensitive and amazing topic with some incredible photographs uh, to accompany uh, the contest. And you'll see what I mean when you go to the website. It's kfhec.org, Kleiman Family Holocaust Education Center, kfhec.org. And again, the silent voices of the Holocaust of Sarabateves High School Student Contest goes until Thursday night. Get those entries in as soon as possible, either by mail or by email, and you'll have a chance to win. What's the update, by the way, Cindy, in terms of the facility itself? How are things going in Brooklyn, New York? We are planning our groundbreaking for March 22nd. Everyone should save that date. It's a Sunday afternoon, Bain Hasmanim, in between Purim and Pesach. Um, and we hope everyone will join us Sunday, March 22nd. We're breaking ground, and we're very, very excited about it. In the meantime... In our temporary location, we have school groups coming to visit us, and we've been doing public programming. We have a number of exciting events coming up, so that's the progress report. Cindy, so we're really pleased about the response to this Asara Batevis contest, and we thank you for letting us talk about it. Oh, a pleasure. This was done really well, and uh, really nice, really nice job. The Climate Family Holocaust Education Center information, kfhec.org. Cindy Darrison is Vice President for Institutional Advancement at the center. Cindy, thank you so much, and again, congratulations. A great contest. My pleasure. Thank you. Tuesday morning, it's JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser joins us. Uh, his words, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in the Pasuk, Shabbos Hilashem, Bechomoshvosechem. The commentaries ask the question, what does it mean, Bechomoshvosechem, in all the places where they live? It's explained that every possible place 
Jews have to be mishtadel, to try their very best to bring the Kedusha of Shabbos to that place. Not to be satisfied that only a chalik or a segment of Bnei Yisrael watch the Shabbos. Bechomosh Vosechem means that we have to reach out to all the territories. When, when Rav Avram Yitzhak Feivelson came to America from Europe, he did whatever he could to strengthen Yiddishkeit in America. He especially tried to inspire people about the mitzvah of Shmira Shabbos. Every Shabbos he would walk through the city. He would plead with the Jewish store owners to close their businesses on Shabbos. Often, he would have someone accompanying him on these walks. One Shabbos, during the war years, he was accompanied by one of his followers. He came to a tailor shop in Manhattan. When he entered the store, the tailor continued sewing. The Rav greeted him with an emotional good Shabbos. He addressed him in a pained voice about the beauty of Shabbos and how important it was to try and guard the Shabbos. The tailor totally ignored him. He went on as if no one was there and he continued his work. The Rav cried tearfully, How is it possible that even while I'm standing here, you continue to work. When he raised his voice, the tailor's son, who was dressed in a soldier's uniform, came out from behind the curtain. What happened, he asked the Rav. What do you want, Rabbi? The Rav began to speak to the son and begged him to listen. You need divine mercy. You will now be entering battle. The Shomer Yisrael will surely guard your going out and your coming in and you will return to your father's house in peace. Then Raphaelson turned to the father and said, Please, listen to me. By sitting here and continuing your work on Shabbos, you are endangering your son's life. I beg of you to listen. And the Rav departed from the store. The next week, when the student accompanied the Rav on his rounds, he related, We reached the tailor shop. I will never forget how his eyes lit up when he read the sign on the door, closed on Shabbos, open on Sunday. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Hey
a.m. in the a.m. Bum, bum, done by Benny Friedman. Before that, Ari Goldwag, Take Me Home, name of that selection. Reminder, tonight is the Mothers of Multiples event. It's going on in Brooklyn, New York. If you are a mother of multiples, make sure to be there for the big celebration. There's 17th annual celebration. Devora Cooperman is the guest speaker. It happens at Maimonides Hall on 49th Street in Brooklyn, New York. Information, contact Matti Atlas, M-A-T-T-I dot Atlas at Yahoo.com, M-A-T-T-I dot Atlas at Yahoo.com. Again, the Mothers of Multiple Support Group, their 17th anniversary celebration. They'll have a buffet dinner, free gift, free parking. If there's rough weather, nothing to worry about. It'll be a warm and wonderful environment that I can guarantee you. Information, Matti dot Atlas at Yahoo.com. Well, Leon Goldenberg is in our studio, and as I just pointed out, he always brings interesting projects to us in this case he's looking for basketball players imagine that leon goldenberg welcome back to jm in the am thank you for having me and yes i will be there at the tournament you're going to be one holding holding a basketball i hope i can tell them between a basketball and a soccer ball i'm glad you're showing up that's a very big statement that you're actually going to be there participating whatever small way you're going to participate uh you've brought along with you rabbi yisrael mayor merkin rabbi merkin is the eighth grade rebbe i believe is that correct the eighth grade at the shalom torah center remember shalom torah centers leon we've been speaking about them for years here at jms my gosh Uh, how are they doing this year so we're actually, both schools have grown. These are two cities. Name the cities for us. Manalapan, Marlboro, and East Windsor, Twin Rivers. All right, both in New Jersey. Both in New Jersey. Both schools have grown. The communities are growing. Uh, people are staying in the communities. They're both, you know, thriving Jewish communities. But, you know, as far as uh, as far as far being Orthodox, they were always very, very weak. Right. But today they're both thriving. People are staying. And you didn't know six years ago if the schools would survive. A hundred percent. But they have survived. They have survived. They went through a lot of difficult times six years ago when I uh, landed up. I don't want to say got involved, but in essence taking over. Uh, Next month will be exactly six years. And this year we've grown about 15% in student population. So we're not in survival mode anymore. We're now looking to thrive. We are in thriving mode. And one of the things we're going to do is uh, hold a basketball tournament in order to help the schools thrive and Something not just survive. Fun, uh, fun fundraisers, as I call them. Very nice. All right, this is happening on Sunday, February the 8th at the Monroe Sports Center in Monroe, New Jersey. Rabbi Merkin, is this your project? Um, I guess so. I mean, listen, <laughs> if it's successful, it's mine. If it's not, I blame Leon. Very no. good. I like that. That much they taught him. <laughs> yes, I see that. I'm learning on the job. No, yeah. I mean, basically, the premise was that you have all these runs for organizations. You have biking for organizations. I neither bike nor run. But I like basketball. Hmm. So I figure, why not take something that I'm passionate about and try to, uh, you know, try to use it as a way to bring in a funds for Shalom, but also to open up Shalom to a new uh, support base. Right. You know, younger, a, a younger support base. I mean, Shalom's been around, uh, you know, long before Leon got here. Believe it or not, I mean, right. it's been around for, well, how many, forty, 40 years. years. So, in order to basically to educate the uh, the, the up and coming businessman about what Shalom is, we took a sport that many people have a passion about and we try and we're trying to use it as a as a venue and as a vehicle for people to really get involved in, in the organization you've called this basketball tournament shoot for Shalom which is of course a a great name uh, even a few weeks ago I was shocked to hear how many people had already 
signed up for this tournament. Where are we at right now? We're looking for how many total players and what's happened so far. Okay, so right now we're looking for a total of 32 teams. Um, each Is that team, three per team? So it's it, three players per team playing um, in case somebody you know gets injured. Oh, so it's four. four. It could be four if, or five. It could be six. four. If we have been reaching out to businesses, offering businesses the opportunity to give their employees a day. I mean, right. the one advantage about basketball is we're not asking someone to bike for miles across three states. Right. I mean, this is basically, it's going to be a fun, wonderful environment. So a business who wants to give back to its employees, we're giving them the opportunity for the boys to come together. So 32 teams of three, but it's really at least four, right, per team. We'll be getting together on that day. Where are we at right now? Do we have a good number already okay, signed so up? Okay, so right now, so actually, so right now we're, we are at 21 teams. Nice. Yes, 21 teams. Um, you know, we are trying to get to 32. I mean, even besides the teams, we've been able to get a lot of sponsorships already involved. Businesses good. wanting to basically promote their, you know, pr- promote, promote their product. Massey Knackle became, uh, you know, a corporate sponsor. We have GCP Capital, Madison Title, Outer Stuff, uh, uh, you know, some Werdiger has has generously offered to donate all the apparel to the tournament. Nice. So anyone, I don't know if playing? he wants that said publicly. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a delay on this? There's no delay. He's no. not ashamed at all, trust me. No, so He's I, very happy to be involved. Yeah, so we're talking about every player is going to be getting uh, complimentary hats, jerseys, sweatshirts, T-shirts, all donated by our stuff. Many companies are seeing this as a great opportunity to, t- to basically attach their brand to this tournament because, like we said, most of the companies coming in, most of the people coming in, are young businessmen who want to get involved and who want to play ball. All right, and quite simply... The funds are being used to help the schools continue, right? Hundred percent. Continue their mission. Continue to provide a great education, and uh, and to continue the communities. Don't forget, the right. com- you know, the school is the the school is the base of the community. Right. But without Rabbi Grumman in Twin Rivers, without uh, um, don't forget the mikvahs are in the school. Right. Everything. It's all centered. The community is built around the school, and that's the mission of. Shalom Torah Centers to bring Judaism to where Jews live. You're not just supporting the school. You're supporting the whole community. You're supporting right. an entire community that's developing, that the communities are, at this point, really helping out a lot with the schools financially. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the parents are very, very involved, something that when I came aboard didn't exist. Uh, but in both schools, we have, you know, we are having a dinner uh, back in May or June uh, Parents, alumni, so we're reaching out to our own, but we still need the help from the outside to continue to grow the schools. Rabbi Merkin, you've mm-hmm. been there how long at Shalom Torah Center? Um, this is my fourth year in Twin Rivers. I was actually a Rebbe in the Marlboro School for a year, and then I moved over to Twin Rivers. How large are your classes? My classes are not. Um, Baruch Hashem, this year I think we have I have six boys in my class. Hmm. It's normally from six to eight boys is usually the uh, is usually the standard. But listen, it affords me the ability to reach the boys to be able to teach them on a one-on-one basis. Remember, we're giving these boys the skills that to get them into Yeshiva High School. Right. Because I mean, the numbers we're talking about. I mean, obviously talking about the Pew study with intermarriage rates, and really what Shalom is doing is taking these family kids from secular families and basically ensuring that there will be Jewish continuity. And the chances of them uh, of them and their families actually being on a yeshiva high school track without shalom basi- uh, no. basically zero. Zero. Right. <laughs> remember, it's, it's they are co-ed schools. Right. It's only in the seventh and eighth grade that they get separated. Right. But uh, they they are fully 
integrated class. And it's two schools, so multiply school. all this by four and you right. see what you're supporting. And clearly, clearly, if they don't come to Shalom, chances of them marrying inside the faith are next to nil. Right. Simple as that. Leon Goldenberg, Rabbi Yisrael, Mayor Merkin in our studio. The tournament is shoot for Shalom February the 8th. Even though it's in the Monroe Sports Center of Monroe, New Jersey, you have people coming from everywhere, right? We got them from everywhere. We have from Passaic, from Brooklyn, Deal, five Manhattan, towns. Five Towns. Last night we got I mean, a commitment from the Five Towns. That right. must have been a concern of yours, where to hold this. And it's amazing that people are coming from all over. I, actually, I happen to think it's really Basherit because the beauty of this facility, first of all, it's exit eight off the turnpike. Not bad. So really, on a, right. on a dead Sunday in February, the travel is not going to be an issue. And it happens to be a mile and a half away from Shalom. Mm. So the beauty of the... Of what we're going to do is after the tournament, we're taking everybody back to the school so they can really connect with the organization that they that, that they raise funds for. With the kids. With that, the kids, with the families. With you the know, families. So I'm saying, to, so they'll be able to see it all really in action. So that's smart is a real sports center. This is not, you know, some right. little yeshiva. This is not a yeshiva backyard. This is not <laughs> a yeshiva. No, 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 no. It's, it's, a gorgeous, it's a gorgeous facility. Right. It was the smartest thing Shalom did, as you'll recall. They held their dinner inside the school building. Remember right. that? Remember, yeah. And yeah. It, it, for a lot of people, it was the only chance they ever had to see the actual That's building, right. even without the students, you know, actively in class, you know, during that time. And it made a tremendous impression on everybody. Right. Right. So after this tournament, you'll be able to go to the school, see what's going on, enjoy some time there, and and, and see what you raise food. money for, and, and have a nice meal as yes. well. Right. Yes, uh, the tournament happens on February the eighth. They are looking for more teams. They already have twenty one. They're looking to get to thirty two. Former. Uh, New York Nick Bill Cartwright is actually going to be at the tournament? That is correct. He'll Bill be there. At least the statue. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Bill. The whole time? Like, he'll just so, be hanging out? No, well... Um, What's he doing there? He, so he basically... Bill is going to come down... Um, from ten from ten o'clock to ten forty five, we were actually having a VIP breakfast for the top fundraisers. Nice. So the top businesses and the top individual teams that fundraise. That's in the sports center. That's in the sports center. Um, and then afterwards, Bill's going to be giving a skills clinic from ten forty five t- uh, to twelve o'clock for all the players. Basically, you know, hopefully to uh, either to learn how to play basketball or to hone on their skills. And then and then the tournament will begin. And from twelve to six, he's going to be working with me, showing me how to hold the basketball. <laughs> I, so don't Cartwright, think, I don't think six hours is enough time to teach you. So how to hold Cartwright the is still a bowler, as they say in the vernacular these days. Yeah, yeah. I he can still teach some skills yes. and get out there on the court. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's fun. That's nice. And, I, and even the young kids out there have heard of him. Like you know, he's a oh, oh, you know, he's he, a basketball legend. Yeah, hundred percent. He brings credibility to it. All right, so you have a chance to uh, to meet Bill. Cartwright and to participate with him in the big tournament day. There'll be the Gala Awards Banquet. I'm assuming that's going to be right after the event, right? It's going to be after the event. At the school, Richter Caterers will be catering a full buffet for all the participants of the tournament. And the website shootforshalom.com and the number four is in fact the number. Shoot number four shalom.com for information. You're welcoming the corporate teams, the family teams, the any team who would like to participate, put together a team and uh, speaking of four, ideally four people would be the right number for each team, right? Right, correct. But again, for businesses, we have right, a, r- right now we have a Meridian. The Meridian New Jersey team right now has eight players right. on their team. I mean, it's basically it's a business. It's a bit it just if, if we're looking business, for them to increase to a hundred players. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> the more the more the merrier. <laughs> no, but the businesses has the ability to give back, 
or you know, for some of the corporate teams, they want to play with their coworkers right. in the business. They, they, it's going to be it's going to be a day for the boys. Anybody bringing in ringers? We don't know yet. Um, we are <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, we we are strongly, strongly asking people not to just really? hire employees for the really? day. Yeah, you know that. Come you know, on, we're trying. You know, you know in the spirit of in the fundraising, spirit of fair competition. You know, in the spirit of fair competition, we're trying. There's to some yeshiva league kids that would be pretty good at this. Wow. Let me tell you. Now that, that that's you know fine. how good the YU basketball team is doing this year. I'm, I would imagine they're doing right. amazing this year. So so. They are welcome to join. There may be some players. Who Ev- knows? Yes, everybody. <laughs> There's a grand Players prize. for rent. <laughs> There's a great grand prize. For right, the top, the, uh, right. The grand prize, the grand prize for the top team um, is a golf outing with former uh, New York Nick Anthony Mason. Um, and if you don't like golf, we can sort of transcend it into a dinner f- at a Manhattan restaurant with Anthony Mason. Very um, nice. Right now, we still we, we have a promotion going for the top fundraising team. They get to play a pickup game of basketball with a former NBA player, Craig Hodges. So we're trying to get people. People involved trying to bring the whole basketball thing, bring, basically allow a lot of guys to relive their youth, um, and again, in great support of a wonderful organization. You're doing this right. Yeah. You're really That's doing it. this right. right. That's it. There's no question about it. And although most of these people that he has mentioned, <laughs> you I've have never no, I, heard trust, of. Trust me, it's a good lineup, Leon. It's a very good lineup. I assume that the lay leadership has been extremely supportive if you're able to put together an event like this and do it right. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, uh, Leon himself has been very, very supportive of opening doors for sponsors. Um, and just, and just the overall support. And Listen, teams. And teams, right, right 100%. Listen, in, in, in an inaugural There will year, be a Goldman team, actually. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Still, You'll be hiring the ringers. But, yeah, uh, Leon's looking for the ringers. I'm, for the I'm ringers. telling you, call YU. If you can get three of those guys, you're set. Uh, no, but in the formation of, you know, the first year. Are they looking year. for jobs? <laughs> Do you see? You'll get basketball players and real estate people at the same time. You know, uh, kill two birds with one stone. Exactly. No, um, but, you know, we, we want to ensure this is something that we hope. This is not going to be a only one-year event. We want you to if, shoot for someone to become a household name, and we want this to be like every February. This is what people are going to end up doing. I agree so with you, but right now the sure focus is to get to 32 yes, teams. Right 100%. now we got to make sure that by the end of today you have those 32 teams in place and you're ready to roll with a great tournament coming up on the 8th of February. Well, simple as that. If you just tuned in, Shoot for Shalom, the first-of-its-kind basketball tournament to support the two amazing schools that we know as Shalom Torah Center. As you heard Leon Goldenberg mention earlier, they are really the centerpiece of two incredible Jewish communities right near each other in central New Jersey. Very important that these schools continue to thrive. They are past, thank God, the survival stage. Now we want to make sure... Uh, they continue to thrive in providing an education and helping so many families um, uh, focus on the traditional Judaism. It's amazing what they're doing down there, and you have an opportunity to support them. Go to shootforshalom.com. Shoot the number four, shalom.com, for information. If you're a corporate team, if you're a family team, any type of team, four people together can make an amazing team. And obviously, if you want to make the team larger, they welcome as many players as you're willing to provide. Go to the website, shootforshalom.com. Sign up today and get ready. Bill Cartwright will be there. You mentioned uh, a prize of uh, a get-together with Anthony Mason. Uh, what did you say about Greg Hodges? So right now we're running a promotion for the teams that bring in the most money. They have the opportunity to have a pickup game of basketball with the former three-point champion, Greg Hodges. Right. Who could probably shoot 100. Uh, Supposedly he still can, by the yeah, way. From Suppos- beyond the
the three are not being guarded probably nah. could shoot 100%. I would Easy. Yeah. Easy, supposedly. Uh, yeah, unbelievable, these guys. For people in New Jersey where yes. you're based, remember, these are your neighbors. Right. These are You've your always neighbors. emphasized. You've right. always said, you know, we, we love when people from around the country and from New York City and Brooklyn come to support Shalom, but this is New Jersey. It's a New Jersey base, and you've pointed out that many... Great Torah scholars have said that there is an obligation for the neighbors and especially those who live around the central New Jersey area to come forth and, and really our help graduates out. Graduates are living in all these neighborhoods. Right, that's where the graduates are we at have this point. Teaneck, a lot of graduates. We have in Highland Park a sure. lot of graduates. Passaic, have, have some graduates. Passaic, they're living all over these. Rabbi, no, but you also have in terms of the New York area. We right. have we have twenty one children that come every day from Staten Island. Correct. We cannot, you know, we, we cannot lose sight of that fact. Oh, don't, trust me, Leon wants Staten Island to respond as well. Trust me, he just doesn't want to lose focus on New Jersey. Right. But okay. yes, okay. there's no question that any. Any neighborhood that has students in Shalom, right. think of it as an added obligation to really get focused and to help out right. in this effort. That right. would be wonderful. And just for a little housekeeping before I yeah. leave, uh, my four guys they meet every morning at Garden of Eden. They asked me to mention them, uh, Mendy, Meish, uh, Mayer, and uh, Dennis. So good morning, guys, if you're listening. And most important to my grandchildren, we're going to make it easy now. We're going to start <laughs> with the Blau grandchildren at Far Rockaway. The Merzel Grossman in Passaic, New Jersey, the Goldenbergs in Lakewood, and the Fertigs in Brooklyn. Hi to all of you. I give them a nice round of applause. Chaim Kirshner, he said hello this and morning Chaim at Garden Kirshner of Eden. Did, and he sent you a really delicious cheese uh, ruglet. Chaim, Chaim, thank you. I'm going to have that and enjoy it. Uh, and the four get together every morning for what purpose? Breakfast. That's it. That's it. That's I where they, I get my coffee. And they're meeting every there. day. They're meeting. They're every, in some high-powered meeting high while you're getting your coffee. Meeting. So now, <laughs> guys, now that I mentioned you on the air, now it's about time that you made a yeah. team and came to play. Exactly. On February and definitely 8th, came into support. On February eighth, they should be breakfasting down at the Monroe uh, Sports right. Center. One hundred percent. Simple as that. Yep. Shootforshalom.com. S H O O T. The number four. Shalom.com. Go to the website. Let's make this a great success on February the 8th. Rabbi Merkin. Thank you. Send regards to your students today. I will most definitely to all my students. Let them know there's great Jewish radio on every single morning. I, I, can, I'll tell them. You can play back the show. They probably uh, all have yeah, smartphones. Tell them to install yes. our app and uh, listen in every day. A hundred percent. We'll hear it loudly and clearly. Leon Goldenberg, good seeing you, and I hope this is a major success. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Thank Hashem. you very much um, for having us. Thank you very us. much for having us. And always, as always, supporting Shalom and supporting a lot of the efforts that I'm involved in. I appreciate that. It's a minute before 8 o'clock, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. This is jmandtheam.org.
Jam with Shlomo Katz, brand new with Nigun Hasulam, here on a Jam in the AM Tuesday morning. Reminder, tonight is the Mothers of Multiples Support Group's 17th anniversary celebration. If you are a mother of multiples, we always recommend that you head to the amazing events that Mati Atlas coordinates. It's the 17th anniversary celebration. The topic is Live, Laugh, and Learn. Devora Cooperman, a mother of multiples, speaks tonight at 8 p.m. at Maimonides Hall. There'll be a buffet dinner, a gift for all attendees, and free parking. So you don't have to worry about the weather. There's free parking available for you at 950 49th Street between 9th and 10th Avenues at Maimonides Medical Center. And uh, the uh, the web address, or I should say the email address for information, matiatlas at yahoo.com, M-A-T-T-I dot atlas at yahoo.com. Again, that's M-A-T-T-I dot atlas at yahoo.com for information on that. Tonight is the American Friends of Beta Road annual dinner. Former ambassador to the U.N. John Bolton is the guest speaker. Looking forward to seeing everyone. Going to be an amazing event, as the Beit Road dinner always is. Go to BeitDaRot.org for information. BeitDaRot.org for all the information. Our friends from Ohel coming up as we discuss foster care in the Jewish community. That's next at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Avramel, that's Avram Freed from the Amachaya CD with Lebedik here at J.M. in the A.M. It is a, a Tuesday morning broadcast with some light snow and a high temperature of 27. Yerushalayim and other parts of Israel are getting ready for some snow, as we've heard. We'll try to check in there tomorrow and see if they have any accumulation that comes close to December of 2013 when we were there for the big blizzard. <laughs> Uh, J.M. in the A.M. and Shelly Berger is in our studio. Shelly Berger from uh, OHEL is the Director of Foster Care and Preventive Programs. And uh, she is here this morning with an update, as we like to say, with what is happening on the foster care scene in our community. And she will introduce to us at least one, but maybe more, heroes in our community who are very actively involved in the area of foster care. Shelly Berger, welcome back to J.M. in the A.M. Thank you, Nachum. Nice to have you here. Nice Am to I be right here. that the people that you're going to introduce to us are, in fact, heroes in our community? They certainly are heroes, but the real uh, secret is they look like just everyday people. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that is, in fact, the secret. I, as a parent, uh, it's one thing years and years and years ago when we first did our first conversations regarding uh, OHEL on the air and the whole foster care uh, uh, you know, section of the community. And it was one thing as a single person thinking about how people would step in and do this. Now as a parent, after all these years, I, I just wonder and marvel how parents, uh, you know, get involved and expand their families the way they do. It just, it, it can't be, it can't be as simple as just the way I'm saying it. It's got to be a very complicated situation each time. You know, like many things in life, it's simple and complicated at the same time. You know, uh, we have all kinds of foster parents. They come in all shapes and sizes and all kinds of family configurations. Uh, and often when you do have a family and you have, you know, you have like a, a child-oriented family, a lot of uh, parents who consider this think that it would be actually easy uh, to uh, incorporate a foster child into their family uh, group, and that is true. Uh, like every child in your family group, they all have their, you know, things, their issues, but yet, you know, and for some people that, that works for them. We have other uh, couples who do not have children of their own. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. They also make wonderful forced appearance. We have single people who are forced appearance. We have empty nesters who are forced appearance. We need every kind of person because we have every kind of child. There are single people in our community who are forced appearance. Yes, there are, and we look for them and we welcome them with open arms. Shelley Berger is here every day. I know, obviously, every day you're dealing with foster care situations but every day do new cases come across your desk like how would you describe you know when when new situations are introduced to you in the office right. when new situations come in and uh, we've had a couple uh, of uh, interesting ones just in the past month the call can come in any time 
just got had, we had a call Shabbos about children who needed foster care and uh, like babies they don't wait um, <laughs> and <laughs> when uh, when ACS calls us uh, and they call us to place Jewish children in Jewish foster homes we have to be ready that moment we don't ever want a child to have to go anywhere else and that's one of our big challenges and that's what we need the community for to partner with us uh, it's uh, we, we um, really need we cannot do it alone people think oh oh hell you know oh yeah you know well, they have wonderful foster homes and we do but we never have enough we always need more we have uh, like, like I said because we've been discussing this topic for so many years uh, there have been peaks and valleys there are times when we're literally getting an update and there are other times when we're literally begging the community to come through where are we at right now are you looking actively for people what's the situation yes we really are just as I was uh, saying before we just got in um, uh, a, a nice uh, number of children some come in sibling groups come some come uh, alone no siblings and uh, we really need foster parents who will rise to the challenge the children come like I said every age we got a lovely 15 year old girl who really was being neglected and abused at home um, we j- got two sisters in uh, and uh, yeah they you know they just don't come in and smile and say like hi thank you so much for giving me a home uh, they really um, they have their challenges but you know what we have to give children hope they need to be able to hope that they can have a fairly normal childhood, people who love and care for them. Uh, so when children come in and uh, they're new to the system, we need to look at our pool of foster parents mm-hmm. and uh, we need to place them in a, the correct home. How long have you been doing this? I've been doing this for 19 years. I started out, uh, yeah, um, um, uh, I started. You've saved a lot of kids. Uh, well, with the help, uh, you, know, you know, I'm part of an unbelievable team who inspires me every day, most of all the foster parents. I started as a volunteer <laughs> in the foster care department, and here I am today, privileged every day to be working with unbelievable people in, in, in uh, this kind of group. We're, uh, it's a unique part of the OHEL family, and uh, we don't do it alone. We do it as a group. And let me tell you, you know, no pain, no gain, but it is a very rewarding um, situation with all the challenges. And the foster parents will tell you even more about that than I could. Uh, you, you, you have with us uh, here today a couple of uh, foster parents who are, uh, uh, they must be amazing people. One is Ayala with us live via telephone, Ayala Crispin, right? And Ayala, are you there? You may need, yes. the, you may need Hi, the headphones. Good morning. good morning, and thank you so much for joining us. Um, the transition, as Shelley just alluded to earlier, the, those first few days, the, that first initial encounter with a foster child must be, I don't know, how would you describe it? Um, I think for every person it's different. I My first foster child, um, I don't have biological children, so at the time we had no children. My first foster child was 12. And um, I was extremely excited to care for him, considering, you know, the fact that I was not yet a mother. And I had a lot of uh, love that I wanted to give him. So for me, it was more this poor child came into my care and how can I help him? Uh, So my initial, you know, reaction to him coming into foster care was, in a sense, um, I was nervous but excited and he came from a very neglectful, abusive background. Um, and he was, in a sense, happy because when he walked into my house and he saw he had his own room and everything was settled and clean, he, I think he was a little bit more calm. Um, so, 
it, for me, with my first one was, you know, was, was a pretty um, happy experience at the beginning. Um, my second foster child is my son who I adopted, and he, and he was a baby. So that was all, you know, that was all right. beautiful. And, uh, and now I have a third foster child who's also a baby. Uh, so that was also beautiful. <laughs> but uh, with my 12-year-old, it was more a transition. I guess, and and I guess uh, the, we we could answer this if we speak to these twelve year olds as adults, you know, later on in life. But they, for them, it must be an interesting transition, discovering that parents are not abusive, that parents are loving, that there's a calm, peaceful situation. Right? That must be for them a, a real, uh, you know, revelation. Yes, um, I, I have to tell you this story I just heard. You know, uh, we uh, just recently. A young man who aged out of foster care and uh, went to Israel for um, a year of study is back and is in uh, college. Uh, he he was saying how he realized uh, really like what his foster parents thought of him when uh, maybe a year after he had come into care, they were at an amusement park and he got lost. Yeah. And he said that when uh the uh the amusement park police or whatever they're called <laughs> security. Uh, yeah security <laughs> reunited him with his foster mother he said he'll never forget the look on her face she had been crying she grabbed him she hugged him and he was like Whoa, she really cares. <laughs> and you know something? What a we, great story. Yeah, we take that for granted. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? That was the story he told, and he had never told it to us at the time. He told it to us as one of the moments in his, uh, um, in his childhood when he realized somebody really, really cares about him. And that's what I told, that's what I mean when I say giving a child hope. Now, Ayala's on our phone line, mm-hmm. as we pointed out. Um, do we ask her to, appeal to people to consider this is that we i mean is that something that we yeah. we openly are asking the community to really consider and think about becoming a foster parent yes uh we as i said you know i could say whatever i'm saying from my vantage point right. but it's really the foster parents who need to who can speak the best so ayala what do you say i mean for people who you know think about this uh, very often and who go back and forth on this issue what do you say about uh, plunging in jumping in and becoming a foster parent I think it's one of the best things you can do for yourself, for a child, and for the community. Um, we have many, many families who are unfortunately without support systems, who are not capable of properly raising their children, and these kids are getting lost, you know, in this unhealthy world, and we can make a difference for them. We can give them a home. We can give them love. We can give them care. and. You know, I think it's the biggest mitzvah, it's the most wonderful thing that a person can do is to give another person life. You're giving them life. It's as if you, you know, it's as if you did CPR. There's no difference. Uh, how old, are you, some are in touch later on with those they've fostered for a few months and others are not, right? Or, um, or it yeah. depends on the individual situation? Exactly. You know, there can are I ask yeah. Ayala whether you're in touch with the, with the 12-year-old who first came to you? Um, you can ask me. I'm actually not in touch with him because, again, it depends on right. every situation. And in his situation, it was better for me not to be in touch with him. I am, although, in touch uh, with some of his family members, and I check on him periodically. Mm, very good. And he probably knows that and is appreciative, I would bet. <laughs> Ayala, Ayala, thank you so much for joining us this morning. 
Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you very much, Ayala Crispin. Uh, in our studio is Zev Sapir. Zev is uh, also a foster parent, uh, right, Shelley? Yes, he is. Uh, and uh, and is able to share with us the beauty of being a uh, a foster parent. Zev, welcome to JM in the AM. Uh, thank you, and uh, good morning. Are we related? Mm-hmm. My grandmother was a Sapir. Uh, no, Where? I don't. I don't think so. My, right. my it's a long story. But <laughs> I don't think <laughs> it's not as simple as on my end. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, how did you first get into the world of foster parenting? Uh, my, my wife and I've been married for three years, and uh, about a year into our marriage, we we had a, we sat down, we talked about you know where where things were going and and how things were doing, and um, and uh, we had a house and we had extra rooms, and we wanted to bring. Uh, we we we, we uh, wanted to share our love with with others, and uh, for my wife, it's a it's it's her second marriage. She actually has a 25 year old and a and a 23 year old and a, an 18 year old. Uh, uh, for me, it was the first mar- uh, uh, it was it was the first uh, uh, opportunity to have children in the home. Right. And uh, so we signed up for the uh, uh, with with uh, OHEL, and, and we attended the training. It's 30 hours of training. Uh, it's called MAP training. I don't remember what the acronym stands for. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody understands. <laughs> Once uh, the 30s complete, is it a fast process after that, or it's never a fast process? Well, it's uh, it, the the um, the meat of the training is this 30-hour uh, training. It's done in a group, so we have usually anywhere from it could be from eight to. Uh, uh, 12 uh, people, sometimes couples, sometimes singles, who are training together. The group experience enriches the experience and also forms relationships right. later on for support. support. Right. Exactly. Uh, there's paperwork, nothing crazy, but paperwork to be done. Uh, and the process could really move along as quickly as, uh, you know, the prospective foster parents. I mean, if someone starts training today, could they have a foster child in their home in 2015? Is that theoretically uh, oh, possible? Oh, absolutely. That is uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, um, we are going to be starting another round of MAP training uh, in mid to like uh, around the 20th of January. Mm. Yeah. So uh, anyone who is thinking about it, a uh, good time to call because you can get right in the training. People say like people want to do it and they get afraid. Right. You know, also let me tell you, just because you get trained doesn't mean the next day that's it. We drop a kid off at right. your door. It is an interactive process and matching children to families is obviously paramount because the thing we want most is a stable placement. Uh, so, so we work very hard on that. Um, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of people over the, um, you know, all over the uh, New York area and also foster parents can only be from New York, not from New Jersey, right. uh, because that's how the program is set mm-hmm. up by the city. Um, think about it. And, they're, you know, it's really scary to pick up the phone. People think once they pick up the phone, that's it. It's right. not the truth. Um, when a person picks up the phone just to inquire, uh, uh, they get an individualized orientation with one with either Bacheva Berger or Shalamet Marcus, who run the home finding department. And that program, that uh, meeting is to give them information, to get information, to see is this a possibility for you. So we, we really, you know, we really just encourage anyone who's been thinking about it for a while to just pick up the phone for more information, and we'll we'll take it from there. Once it was established that you are, you know, qualified as a couple to be foster parents, how soon after was there, in fact? Right. Yeah. To, to validate what Shelly was just saying, uh, we finished the training. I think it was a Thursday. Oh my God! And then, like literally, the very next day, and you know, we were told, oh, you know, expect a call sometime right. the next month. We'll have it. We'll arrange a home visit. And as Shelly was saying earlier, you know, the, these children don't wait. 
and we got a call the very next day. Do you have? Uh, would you like a baby? We have a baby. Uh, she's she's uh, uh, withdrawing from you know methamphetamines right. and and cocaine and crack. And, and would you like to take her on? And my wife, you know, she didn't even blink, and she didn't even have to ask me to for the answer because she she knew what the answer. So this was an emergency time situation, right. right? Sometimes that does happen, you know, more than once, where um you 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 get trained, or even you're just about finishing. We saying we have someone, and you quickly quickly finish it up. Right. Uh, other times there is not a, a child that would be the good match for your family right away, and uh, you know things uh, happen more slowly. There's no way to predict it. And we've always uh, again this. I don't know if you call this a warning or a disclaimer, but I know that it's been a sensitive topic over the years. One who becomes a foster parent should never assume that adoption is down the road, right? That's that's something where it's just a big question mark when the whole process starts, right? Yes, exactly. And that, you know, it's really hard to go into foster care um, um, or to be a foster parent uh, expecting something right. to happen. Uh, you know, honestly, with our own kids also, we never know what to expect. Right. Uh, Zev, um, um, that baby did um, come to their home pretty quickly, but I think it would be good for him to also speak about yeah. another group of foster Please. kids yeah. who came after that. Right, so we, we actually have two two other boys in in our house. Ages? Uh, they're eight eight and fifteen now. They were they were seven and fourteen when when they came. Uh, so they're with you a with year. Us. They're with with us almost a year. It'll, it'll be a year in, in February. February. And they're actually uh, uh, there's actually four siblings in that family that are in foster care. Uh, there's also a five year old and a twelve year. Uh, there's a five year old boy and a twelve year old girl. Uh, and there's actually so there's uh, right now there are three families, three foster families involved. We have two of the boys, and then the girl is living with an, with an, with one foster family, and the boy is living with another foster family. And I really I have to say that's a good, uh, it's emblematic of the kind of relationship that 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 Ohel has with the whole process, uh, which, which Shelley was talking about earlier about the team. Really, you really do have a team behind you. You know, anybody going into foster care shouldn't think. They're in this alone. Right. That you know, they drop off the child and say, "Bye, have <laughs> you know, have a nice life." They are really involved. They are a support. They are in every in every respect an integral part of the family in a sense. They're there to support you. And as Charlie mentioned, some of these children have some issues. You know, they don't always come. You know, just with you know, just right. a, in per- a, from perfect a exuberant. Even though they themselves are acknowledge the realities of their situation. Uh, Internally, what they'll externally express is, "I want to go home." Right. And so, the, you know, the 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 the, the Shelley and Shulamit and Batsheva and, and Kelly, all of the all Kelly of the case planners and, and uh, Chaya Schwartz, our supervisors, all of these team. folks, they're amazing. They are available all the time. They're constantly looking for for opportunities uh, to to in, enhance the experience for everyone. If so people if people want information about this training. Right, you mentioned the middle of January. Yes. But what do they do? Who do they call? So um, all you need to do is call OHEL's main number. That's 718-851-6300. Say that you're interested in getting more information about becoming a foster parent. You can ask for Batsheva Berger or Shalamet Marcus. Uh, and uh, we'll start the process. You know, the four children, the siblings that uh, Zev is speaking about, they, they actually came in on Shabbos. Now, I don't get calls every Shabbos, but we are on call every Shabbos. Right. Uh, four children, and, and we took them, and they were placed in. We have a whole system to put them in, like an emergency foster home Shabbos before we can sort things out, because we don't get much information when a child comes in on Shabbos. Our goal is always to keep siblings together, and we especially appeal to people who would consider taking 
taking a large sibling group or any sibling group, also taking older children, teenagers, maybe empty nesters. We have a lot of wonderful foster parents who may have older children, like teenage children, mm-hmm. who really can be part of the process, uh, and, uh, and, and children who may have some challenges. Uh, so, uh, they're, like I said, all shapes and sizes, we need you in all shapes and sizes. Please, please don't assume that, you know, all, you know, your neighbor, everybody down the block is doing it, and therefore you don't need to consider it. Come forward, and we'll, we'll explore it. Who was the family that was in our studio where, from years ago? Uh, where, where basically the siblings insisted we're staying together or, you know, we, remember they were oh, out of, they were out of the Oh, yes, the Schickmans, right. the Schickmans, yeah. <laughs> remember that story? Right. That's amazing. Yes, yes. I think it was five. Does that make sense? Was uh, it five? Four, actually, I think was it was four. four. And, um, and, uh, you know, Zev and his wife Hadara, who are uh, really unbelievable resources to our children, always with a smile, always like, okay, like whatever, we'll deal. <laughs> um, uh, they have two of the children and the other two children who unfortunately Unfortunately, we had to put in different foster homes, but of course we do make sure that they visit and that they have uh, as close a relationship um, that, as possible. It's like having two plus. <laughs> right? It's having two plus, right? right. Because uh, of the relationship with their siblings, and you want them obviously to interact with them as much as possible. The uh, phone number for information about foster parenting, the training process, any question you may have based on this morning's conversation, we really did get into some of the concerns that people have out there. I'm sure that a lot of things you brought up, people have been thinking about uh, during the entire thought mm-hmm. process of becoming a foster parent. Uh, you call 718-851-6300. That's 718-851-6300. Batsheva or Shulamit or any of these staff members there uh, can answer your questions and talk about starting a training uh, program, uh, which could become a... Uh, uh, which can make you foster parents already in 2015 in just a few months and um, and hopefully uh, enhance your own lives the same way the parents are enhancing the lives of these children. It's amazing what they're doing. Um, how's how's the baby doing at this point, the one, the um, first one that came into your home? Doing, she's doing fabulously well. I have tons of pictures, if you want to see. <laughs> uh, we're actually, we're actually in, the, in the process of, of uh, adopting her. Wow. Uh, we're, we're very close to the finish line on, yep, on that one. We are. And that's another thing that your office... You know, yes, if it's a reality, you help facilitate yes, it. Yes, yes. Uh, and also, um, people should also know that there is a board rate, um, meaning right. that um, to basically for to cover, you know, food right. and uh, some basic costs. Also, OHEL, uh, we pay uh, if children are going to yeshiva. Um, OHEL uh, Development Department, headed by Robert Katz and his team, uh, Miriam Weiss, they raise the f- funding for yeshiva tuition. Camp. Some go to Kaylee. Some go to whatever camp is best for them, uh, and uh, also me- medical course. All the clothing. All of the basic courses are covered. Uh, any special needs? We uh, as far as uh, monetarily. So uh, it, it because re- people worry about that. They think, sure. oh, if you're taking a kid, why another tuition? No right. way. No, that is when you have a foster child. That's nothing you need to worry about. Also, I want to mention that our first goal is always to reunite families, and that should be everyone's first goal to strengthen the parents so that the children can return. If that's not possible, we go to other alternatives. Simple as that. That's how it works. They try their best to keep the families together and to do what's best for each of the individual foster children. Everybody out there is uh, encouraged to go ahead and explore the possibility. And as Shelley Berger said at the beginning of this conversation, if you weren't tuned in, listen carefully. It could be a single person. It could be obviously married couples. That's the most obvious uh, 
a thing to, to isolate people. And it could be empty nesters. For those who think they're too old to have a baby or a child in the house, you would say that's not the case. It's never the case. There are no <laughs> rules. That's the rule. <laughs> Uh, so you can check it out by dialing area code 718-851-6300, uh, Zev Sapir, any final thoughts in terms of uh, just getting a word out there to prospective parents that they should consider this uh, so- strongly? You know, I, I had a conversation um, uh, one night with the eight-year-old uh, as I was talking him into bed. And I told him, you're special. And he said, he said no, I'm not. And... He really thought that he wasn't special. So every night since, yeah. I've had the opportunity to remind him that he's special. That in you know the six and a half billion people on the world, on, on all of history from from now to the present and for the future, he is unique and one of a kind. And it's an, really just a wonderful opportunity that Owl has given me and my wife to to bring these people into our home, uh, to uh, to give them love and to to let them know that they're special. Something uh, that he likely never heard before coming to your home. Simple as that. Uh, always nice to meet a Jewish hero. So thank you for being here this morning. Thank you. <laughs> a pleasure. Uh, Shelly Berger is the Director of Foster Care and Preventive Programs at OHEL. Call at 718-851-6300. My thanks to both Ayala and uh, my thanks to Zev Sapir, who joined us in studio, encouraging people out there to consider uh, foster parenting. It is an amazing mitzvah and an incredible addition uh, to both the family life and to our community. Uh, Shelly, thank you. Thank you for bringing us some amazing people. My pleasure. More coming up. This is JM in the AM. Thanks for keeping it at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial and around the world in the web, jmtheam.org.
Time with Michal Przezanski. Oh yeah. We love bringing you great causes here at JM and the AM, and today's been a great day for that. Uh, Shoot for Shalom from Shalom Torah Centers, doing amazing work in central New Jersey. And Ohel Foster Parenting, I have done that interview probably 50 times in the last 30 years. And every time is just amazing. It is just amazing to hear what people are doing to help save Jewish lives out there. JM and the AM, Tuesday with 20 degrees, light snow, snow expected in Yerushalayim as well as we've been hearing. Unbelievable. Um, coming up, 9 a.m., minutes from now, here at jmandtheam.org, Ellie Hagler, brand new edition of the OU Jewish Reaction Show. That'll be happening between 9 and 10. I am told it is an amazing show today, very much connected to the news of the day. So that's coming up. Ellie Hagler between 9 and 10 this morning right after JM and the AM. Beta wrote dinner is tonight. Looking forward to seeing you tonight. Uh, the ambassador, former UN ambassador John Bolton is going to be there as the keynote speaker. Mazaltov to the Coopers and the Jaegers. Uh, they're being, uh, recognized tonight, being honored at the big event. Reminder, the Mothers of Multiple Support Group 17th anniversary celebration is tonight. Nashay Cares and Maimonides Medical Center invites you. The 17th annual celebration of Mothers of Multiples is tonight. It's always a great event. And tonight's 17th anniversary celebration will include a great meal and great cake, a big celebration cake. And a great guest speaker, Devorah Cooperman, a mother of multiple, starting at 8 o'clock tonight. You're all encouraged to come and be there. There'll be a buffet dinner, a gift for all attendees, free parkings. So you don't have to worry about the weather or anything like that. It's all happening in Maimonides Hall on 49th Street in Brooklyn, the Mothers of Multiple Support Group. Information, speak to Mati Atlas, M-A-T-T-I dot Atlas at Yahoo.com. M-A-T-T-I dot Atlas at Yahoo.com for information. It is well worth it to come out tonight if you're a mother of multiples. That is always a great event. And I hope that uh, you'll go out and enjoy. Always a lot of fun. want to thank uh, Cindy, who was with us earlier from the Kleiman Family Holocaust Education Center. We talked about the contest, which wraps up this week. It is a great essay contest, which is uh, centered on the photographs that have been posted on the website kfhec.org, kfhec.org, Climate Family Holocaust Education Center, kfhec.org. If you have a youngster in your family who you want involved in a really good project, which comes to an end at the end of this week, check it out. They can still submit their essays and be part of it. It's pretty amazing. Tomorrow, Yaakov Shweki, 8 o'clock hour tomorrow. Yaakov Shweki will join us here at JM in the AM. You know what's happening Sunday with A.B. Rottenberg, Benny Friedman, Simcha Liner, Deddy, and Yaakov Shweki. It's the big Hass concert at Time for Music 28. Yaakov Shweki joins us this coming Wednesday, 8 a.m. tomorrow in the 8 o'clock hour here at JM and the AM. We will talk about the big Hass concert for Sunday night. It has been a while since he has headlined. Should be a very interesting conversation. Tomorrow, Yaakov Shweki. Eight o'clock hour, he'll be checking in with us. We'll get his feelings as we get closer and closer to Sunday's event. I don't know at this point if any tickets remain. Go to hasconcert.com and see what's going on. 
Uh, but it is a, uh, it is one of the hottest tickets in town to say the least. So, um, everybody out there, get ready for Hask Sunday night and get ready for a, uh, what I'm sure will be a very interesting and great conversation tomorrow morning. Yaakov Shweki on the air with us right here at JM in the AM. Oh, yes. Where is that, uh, where is that Mazel Tov wish we had? Let's see. Listener Cena says it's birthday time again. Happy, happy birthday to the one and only Middle Madel SB. It says here, we know you don't like the attention, but once in a while it's okay. Wishing you a great day and a wonderful year ahead with good health, Simcha, and tons of nachas. Mazel tov, much love from Ima and Abba. <laughs> and it says here, we wrote, by the way, because we love how Nachum says it. Where's their by the way? <laughs> um, <laughs> so happy birthday and, uh, oh, there it is. Wishing you a great day, wonderful year ahead, filled with good health, simplas, and tons of nachas, which we'll gladly share in with you, by the way. <laughs> I never knew I had an affinity toward the recitation of that specific phrase. No Yeshiva League sports update today. We are hoping that it will be on tomorrow. Elliot Weiselberg working very hard to gather together the uh, sports scores and all the information. There's been a lot of great action in the Yeshiva League, so we'll have the Yeshiva League sports update hopefully tomorrow morning. 7.20 here at JM in the AM. And I just wanted to, I didn't have a chance to mention this yesterday. Let me mention it now. Um, Officer Lou, who was gunned down in cold blood by the uh, the animal who murdered both him and his partner, Officer Ramos, in the NYPD uh, two weeks ago, his funeral took place on Sunday. And I just wanted to mention that a, a call kavod to those public officials from our community and those uh a lay leaders from our community and regular folks in our community who were out there at the funeral on Sunday representing our community and uh, really showing a great deal of respect and thanks to the NYPD um, for the sacrifice that they make uh, to keep us safe. And it was much appreciated, and I think that um, our community around the country, not just in New York but around the country, uh, felt a, a certain uh, a pride and the fact that our community was so well represented on Sunday. So call out a vote, and especially to the public officials who are out there uh, reminding our community how important it is uh, to be out there at the funeral this past Sunday. JM in the AM at 16 minutes before 9 o'clock on this Tuesday. Coming up at the top of the hour, OU Jewish Reaction Show with Ellie Hagler. He'll have that on our stream at jmtheam.org. If you haven't yet installed the NSN app, make sure to do so. Nahum Single Network NSN app for Android and iPhone. Make sure to uh, search that. And you can uh, don't forget, you can comment on the app, on the home screen of the app during our show, which is really cool. Some people <laughs> have already commented. Regard Well, first of all, when we did the whole snow discussion earlier this morning, so <laughs> one person commented on the app, guess what, my son's asking me to bring him a snow shovel when I visit Yerushalayim soon. Another parent said, another listener said, is there a, isn't there a Home Depot in Israel yet? <laughs> That's actually a good question. Uh, then we had a regards a listener says, regards to Rabbi Yisrael Mayer from Silver Spring. Rabbi Yisrael Mayer was here uh, talking about the the uh, Shoot for Shalom event. And um, and then uh, I want to thank the person who, uh, on our, uh, on our uh, app, uh, commented about the fabulous interview with Shelley Berger and company of Ohel's Foster Care Program. Yes, it was certainly 
an amazing conversation, hopefully one that will spur people on to get involved in the cause. So if you don't have the app yet, make sure to install it. And don't forget, as we mentioned yesterday a few times, don't forget we have announced the uh, Nahum Siegel JM and the AM tour to Israel for um, for July of 2015. Come join us on what will be a unique journey, if for no other reason than the fact that we're going to be broadcasting from there, which makes it unique. Uh, but there's so many other things happening as well. Check out what's going to be happening by going to the NahumSiegel.com website, NahumSiegel.com website. On the top right, you'll see a photo of me in front of Marat HaMachpelah. Click on the photo in the itinerary and program provided by Keshet Israel and Ariel Tours is all there for you to enjoy and to check out. And I hope that you'll uh, consider coming with us to Israel this summer. As the snow is falling and the cold is really dominating, I hope you'll start thinking about how incredible a journey to Israel would be with us this coming summer. So check that out, NahumSiegel.com. You'll see the photo of me in front of Marat at the top right of the homepage. Click on it and start checking it out. More coming up. This is JM in the AM.
There he is, Yaakov Shweki. He joins us tomorrow here at JM and the AM in the 8 o'clock hour. Make sure to be tuned in. That's in advance of the uh, Big Hass concert happening on Sunday night at Lincoln Center. Benny Friedman, brand new with Toda before that. Don't forget we have amazing programming on our stream all day long, jmandtheam.org, including Ellie Hagler coming up next with the OU Jewish Reaction Show. He's got a brand new show, which really has to do with the news of the day. Uh, you'll see what I mean coming up between 9 and 10 this morning right after JM and the AM on jmandtheam.org and the NSN app. Make sure to be tuned in. We'll wrap things up with Simcha Liner at JM and the AM. My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios here in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Ellie Hagler next. OU Jewish Reaction Show coming up between 9 and 10. On our stream at jmtheam.org, enjoy the incredible music all day long at jmtheam.org. Tomorrow morning we're back. Yaakov Shweki is going to join us and plenty more. A lot of great things going on. Big thank you to all of our special guests this morning. Some amazing causes we were able to cover here at JM in the AM. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.